0: Hey guys, Greg from Dead Men Walking podcast, now on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. I'll be traveling down to Tullahoma, Tennessee, for the Why Calvinism Conference, February 22nd through 24th, with some of my rowdy Reformed Baptist brothers or Deepwater Presbyterians, as they like to say. I'll be hosting the event and live podcasting from each of the sessions. The conference theme is right in the name: Why is Calvinism important to believers, churches, and sound theology? You're going to hear from some pretty great speakers like Dr. James White, Jeffrey Rice, Matt Slick, Keith Foskey, Claude Ramsey, Braden Patterson, Andrew Rappaport, Brad and Skelth, and many, many more. Plus, Dr. James White will be debating Jason Breda on the Doctrine of Atonement on the final night. And there's going to be over $3,000 in Bible Rebind giveaways from Post Tenebrous Lux and music led by Kenny and Claire. Pre-conference starts on February 21st with a session on the dangers of full preterism, and the full conference is February 22nd through 24th. So swing by openairtheology.com to grab your tickets. That's openairtheology.com. Make sure you find me at the conference and say hello. See you in Tullahoma.
1: My mom knows I'm recording. Right, right now. She just calls me. Mom, I'll, I'll, I'll reply and get back to you when I'm done. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm not I'm not Hi Miss anyway. Penny
2: <laughs>
1: Hey y'all Welcome to Politics On the 5 Live Beast Network <laughs>
2: <laughs> I really am surprised he didn't take it Like hey mom I'm on the show right now uh,
1: So um, The Swifties Are happy Oh, yeah? From the weekend. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. The Chiefs yeah. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. You know? Yes, you.
2: congratulations, Chiefs, my yeah. Kansas City people. I see y'all out there. Man, yeah. I, we wanted, did it, I wanted
1: Purdy. I don't like San Francisco, but I do like Purdy. It's, and I wanted Purdy Purdy's to win. Purdy's
2: story is amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing
1: story. Yeah, it's it very, very conflicted story. Super yeah. Bowl. yeah. Let, let well, I actually conflicted.
2: wanted uh,
3: You probably wanted Kansas City well, I wanted the
2: Ravens And I wanted yeah. uh, To face off with The um, uh, Lions. Lions That's yeah. what I, I wanted want, I did
1: want the Lions uh, Me too yeah. That's, That's what, what I, I wanted, wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Serious There's, a, there's uh, this meme Because uh, when Purdy won The playoff lat, Two weeks ago mm-hmm. He walks out Of the football stadium you know, With a briefcase And you know <laughs> Slacks on <laughs> and Really? Every, yeah basically okay. and, and he's walking out And someone put Like oh, I'm going home To fix my computer now
3: <laughs> do so, so, Nox, um, I'm supposed to read this ad, but I'm really what is that? Oh, this. Oh, <laughs> this
2: is not an ad for these guys, but this is a hydrogen water. It's, what, what, it's kind of what, blowing up right what, now. It's what, kind of the new hot. Hi- what is that thing? So, it's hydrogen it, water? So is it all water it, made of hydrogen? Uh, well, this adds more it molecules it. to it and it allows you to get more vitamins out of the yeah. stuff that you eat out of the air. Actually, huh. get um, <laughs> so you know, a lot of water you. How are you doing this to me?
3: I don't know. I'm just, I'm just it's just, started. I can go it, on this. It also a lights long up, time. doesn't it? Is it does it
2: when, I, when I charge it, It started
3: fizzing. You can And
2: I was <laughs> just sitting there and I'm, 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 like, I'm like, what's going on? It's, uh, it's nuclear.
3: Okay, yeah. I, no, <laughs> that's, that's no but so
2: it's really good for you and uh, it actually hydrates you. So you can drink a lot of water and not be hydrated. Um, what? Yes. Believe it or not, it's very true. What?
3: Yeah, it's very true. And so um, I'm going to ask my attorney is, about this. Depends on how much salt you
1: Eating. Hey, yeah, that's true. We that's got a missions
3: true. conference coming up in March. Our Lord Jesus yes. sent on his disciples into all the earth to make disciples and baptize them. Throughout the history of the church, the Lord has raised up servants to go forth with courage to bring the word of the gospel to the farthest corners. In fact, we talked to one of our friends about the cannibals. Yes. Uh, that uh, the John G. Patton. I uh, went and yeah. took the gospel to yeah, last right. week. Mm-hmm. This year, our Christ Church annual missions conference speakers are giving biographical sketches of a handful of exemplary missionaries. Scripture teaches us to imitate the faith of those who are faithful. So join us in Moscow for a weekend reflecting on the great providence of God and sending out men who brave the darkness of heathen lands to bring the light of Christ's gospel. You can sign up at www.ChristKirk.com slash dash 2024 that's christkirk.com slash missions dash 2024 uh and 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 come out and uh come join us in moscow and be encouraged very grateful to have with us davis yance he is not our lawyer who wrote this um it, but we we do have on our show a lot
4: um
3: <laughs> not <laughs> he could be he could be my He's lawyer. The unofficial Attorney of Fight That Feast. Not really. We do love him. Davis Yance is a veteran and attorney providing criminal defense with the mission to fight for the freedom and constitutional rights, particularly of military mm. service members, veterans, and American citizens facing serious criminal charges. Davis, thanks for coming back on Cross Politics.
4: Hey, brothers, good to see you.
3: Yeah, you can uh, send that invoice to Gabe.
2: Hasn't, hasn't Davis? Like, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Have you noticed? Like, if you go back and watch the first show with Davis and see how buttoned up he was, uh-huh. and now when he comes on the show, he's two seconds from wearing a hoodie
1: underneath his, his blazer. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, it's, he's
2: so chill now. Well, man. he
1: already got the gold mic. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. I'm waiting for the gold teeth. <laughs> That's the Rush Limbaugh
3: effect. Oh, Davis. Um, so got a couple things in in uh, in sort of. Uh, um, attorney, I don't know. Um, Legal world, court, yeah. court world uh, stuff happened last week, um, and, and we were just we were like, "Who are we going to talk to about this?" Oh, we got to talk to Davis Yonce mm-hmm. about this. So, mm-hmm. um, so first off, uh, the Department of Justice um, uh, had some kind of uh, special report uh, that was released last uh, Thursday, mm-hmm. and um, which basically said um, that Biden is not going to be prosecuted. Um, for, um, he, 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 you know, remember the, the uh, the classified documents
1: that yeah. were found in his uh, garage first in Trump's. And then they went after, and then they found yeah. classified the, documents also in the, Biden's garage. Then they found him in
3: Biden's garage yeah. and, and they yeah. were like in his car next to his, next, next to his Corvette. Next to his Corvette. Next to his Corvette. Yeah. yeah. So the long awaited report comes out about these papers that were found next to his Corvette. Yeah. And, um, and the, and the justice department, uh, has basically said they've, de- they're declining to press any charges. Yeah. Um, in part because of Biden's poor memory, um, and uh, and Special Counsel uh, Robert Hur described uh, President mm-hmm. Biden, age 81, as quote a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory who has diminished faculties in advancing age. Wow. Um, so <laughs> I mean, I, we have we have actually several questions about this. But first of all, uh, I just we just need to know like so what is what is your read on this report?
4: Yeah so so this is a report where the Department of Justice and the FBI are saying there's evidence that crimes were committed there's evidence that this was a violation of the law but we're not going to prosecute we're not going to recommend prosecution in this case because it's unlikely to get a conviction because President Biden in front of a jury would come across as sympathetic and he would come across as someone who didn't have any ill intent when he violated the law because he's a well-meaning old man he's diminished and he doesn't have a sharp memory anymore, so it would be unlikely to get a conviction. That that's really what this report is saying. So this happens all the time in criminal cases when Department of Justice or other entities are looking at a prosecution. At times they'll say, "Sure, there's evidence that a crime was committed. We could charge this and take it to trial, but it's unlikely we'd get a conviction because of some factors." Here, those factors, if they weren't so serious, if we weren't talking about the president of the United States, the commander in chief of our military, would almost be humorous. We'd almost sort of chuckle and be like, "Oh, yeah, Grandpa's not." Going to go to jail because he's a well-meaning old man and he's just a little—he's lost a step.
3: <laughs> so, um, Gabe, you got to turn off your notifications. Um, but, uh, but, 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 I—I want to know my faculties. process. Tell your mom you're still recording. Gabe's Gabe's, uh, Gabe's uh, uh, diminished faculties. <laughs> I, I heard a beep. And I was... forgot where he was. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, Davis, it seems like the obvious. Question is: Is yes, he's the commander in chief. He's got codes to nukes. Um, uh, why is Why is this guy? Our, it's, it doesn't just like kind of lend
1: credence to what is it uh, the Twenty Fifth Amendment, where uh, the president uh, um, can be yeah deposed from office yeah. for his faculties.
4: Right. So, so it, it really begs the question: It's one way or the other. He is. Of such diminished capacity that the Department of Justice isn't going to prosecute him, even though there's evidence that he committed federal crimes, they're not going to prosecute him for that because of that diminished capacity, and yet we're not going to invoke the 25th Amendment, which is a provision that says hey the vice president and the principal executive officers read cabinet officials can come together and a majority of them can start proceedings to remove the president based on diminished capacity or inability so uh, that's the question i have just logically how can it be both ways if he's not capable of being prosecuted or we shouldn't prosecute him according to the doj because of this diminished memory and these other issues then why is it that he's still qualified to serve as the president of the United States? And again, this is not a hypothetical we're dealing with when we talk about why we even have a 25th Amendment. This goes back to Woodrow Wilson. Right. Woodrow Wilson was a vegetable. He yeah. suffered from a stroke. He was lying in a bed. He couldn't even sign documents. There's historical anecdotal evidence that his wife or others would just come in and move his hand on the pen to oh. sign documents and orders and those things. And so we serve for months and months in that diminished capacity. Right. So that's why we have a 25th Amendment.
2: I got to ask, Davis, you know, I you, you've been here enough to know that I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. A little bit? A lot. Drinking I mean, your water. water. Drinking <laughs> hydrogen I don't trust <laughs> you to even make my own water for me, okay? <laughs>
5: um,
2: and so, you know, we've been, the, the the right has been just the narrative of... Biden being unfit for office has been something that's come out of our mouth so much on the right. We've been seeing it for a long time. And the left has been saying, no, this guy is sharp. He's acute. He's the he's the man. What was it that Gavin Newsom said? There isn't a better person to run for president than Joe Biden. And, and I know that we have these offices that we're supposed to be trusting, like the DOJ and so on and so forth. But is this political where they're getting us to do their work for them? They can't remove Biden. Uh, from you know, running for president or the pre- at a president without actually having some sort of reason to do so, and with something like this, this is me being. Cons- I know I'm getting out there. Is this helping? Is this helping them in the sense that hey, we got this report. They act like nothing's really wrong. We're gonna keep going normal, and then we just get a little bit louder about saying what you you just got done saying. This guy can't think. He can't function. He's not there. Um, and they're like, well, I guess I guess you're right. I guess you're right. And then they, they follow the process and do what they wanted to do the whole time. And we helped them do it.
4: I, you know, I don't know all the answers to that. But what's bizarre about this whole story is this this comes out. This report is made public. And that night, yep. they put Biden out for a press conference in the afternoon past his bedtime. right? <laughs> they put him out in front of reporters. Yeah. And for the first time in months and months and months, they actually – allowed reporters to ask him questions and some of those questions even appeared to be unscripted because most of his press conferences it's scripted questions pre-approved and he has no cards and all of that right that's not that's not conspiracy that's been established this was a press conference where they didn't appear to have scripted questions and it went very very poorly so it made it look worse so it was almost as if they're either yes trying to get conservatives or others to do their job for them or they're testing it to see If it goes terribly, do the normies even care? Is anyone even paying attention enough to have enough of an uproar to do something about this? If there's enough of an uproar, maybe we will act. If there's not, then we'll just move forward and we'll just prop them up like we can at Bernie's and have them (laughs) get through the presidential election so that we can do what happens next. I mean, again, I don't know which of those two it is, but it it feels that way. But the one thing I will say about the 25th Amendment is, is this. You, you have to have the vice president and these cabinet officials all appointed by the president come together and a majority of them agree to do this. It gets presented to Congress and there's all these follow-ons. So it's the kind of thing, unless the president is willing to go along with it and not push back, if you're going to do it, you better win, huh. mm. right? Like <laughs> you better win. I, and you know, maybe it's not like a violent coup, but you better win because you are politically done. If you don't, so I think that's the other hesitation that that I individuals see. have uh, in y- participating in a twenty fifth amendment type action, starting those proceedings.
2: You know, you don't know how good I felt to turn back and look at you, and you didn't have a tinfoil hat on. It was so <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel good. Hey, I do have to ask though too. Does this have any bearing on? Because Trump's case is still going on too, right? With the file, so does this have any bearing on Trump's case? Is this good for him that this came out like that?
4: Only, only politically, right? Only in the eyes of the public that see a double standard and say, okay, well, if Trump was had dementia, then we wouldn't prosecute Trump because basically they're saying there's evidence there of a crime, but we don't think we can get a conviction because it's a sympathetic defendant with reduced faculties. So they, they walked a very fine line in this case.
3: Van Gelder Technologies is a U.S.-based custom software development company specializing in cross-platform mobile applications, web applications, and desktop programs. Leveraging open-source frameworks, they quickly and efficiently build custom software solutions that are tailor-made to fit your specific needs. There's no need for new Christendom companies to be co- content with offering subpar mobile or web experiences. Van Gelder Technologies can help you build better software software for the glory of God. You can learn more and view examples of their work or get in touch at www.vangelder.tech. That's V-A-N-G-E-L-D-E-R Van dot T-E-C-H. Vangelder.tech. Vangelder Technologies, where technology and tradition meet. For the glory of God. Glory of God. Okay.
5: Thursday. Topic number
3: two. Yep. Another thing happened on Thursday. Oh, Thursday's Th- a big day. Thursday was Last like, week. Yeah, 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 February 8th. Something was in the air. Um, we, we had uh, um, SCOTUS at a hearing on the legality of the Colorado Supreme Court ruling that excluded Trump from the presidential ballot. Um, so, Davis, how did this even make it through Colorado to SCOTUS? How, how did we even get here? And then, mm. of course, you know, what is your take on the discussion?
4: No, that's that's a great place to start. So we have to talk a little bit about what happened and how we even got here. Yeah. So what happened is a group of Colorado voters came together and they brought litigation trying to say that President Trump should be disqualified from the ballot because he participated in an insurrection. He is an insurrectionist. So this goes 14th Amendment, Clause 3 of the 14th Amendment, was passed after the Civil War in 1869 to try to prevent... Confederate officers, Confederate leaders, people like Jefferson Davis from running for president of the United States, holding office in the United States. Well, what happened is Colorado held this, I mean, this is a little bit clown world, but what they did is they held a trial where they put forward evidence to try to prove to the satisfaction of this trial court that President Trump was an insurrectionist. So against all norms and legal process, most of what they admitted was hearsay, which was the January 6th report from the Democrats in Congress. And then they called an expert to the stand. And this expert is a professor. <laughs> and this professor testified that, you know, even if Trump didn't say specific things about acting violently or otherwise, the words he used could have an impact on violent extremists that would cause them to engage in an insurrection. So the words he used were carefully chosen to foment this in, this supposed insurrection, and that's what happened. So that was the evidence: this hearsay and this crazy expert opinion um, that no one really understands. What court would allow that in as evidence? That's how this bu- this bubbled up. So it's a clearly politically motivated um, process that occurred that relied heavily upon hearsay, which is not something we rely upon in any court proceeding.
1: Doesn't the fact that SCOTUS picked this up? So, uh, what trial? Oh, well, actually, let me clarify a question there. So that was a a case. Did Trump have lawyers present? Did was he able to defend himself? That's what on I was going to ask too.
2: I was thinking exact same. You thing. know, what
1: kind of court case? And then I I I assume off that court case, that was the grounds for them kicking Trump off the ballot.
4: Right, so this was a civil proceeding, not a criminal proceeding, so Trump could have attorneys present and could present evidence, but they were limited in what they could present, and there's also this issue of the other pending criminal cases against Trump, so how much could he testify to, and how much could he say? But as soon as they the judge allowed this hearsay in the form of the January 6th report from Congress, as well as this expert testimony, I mean, the outcome was certain at that point. So, there wasn't much Trump could have done.
3: And so... Uh, just again, clarify. So that he, that court hearing, I'm going, a, 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 I'm going to put this in quote air quotes hearing. Was not, it at yeah. night? That's the question? <laughs> <laughs> was so was that to decide if Trump was going to be on the presidential ballot or
4: not? Correct. Whether or not he could be on the Republican okay. ballot in the Republican primary in Colorado because they found he was an insurrectionist, therefore disqualified.
3: Now. I assume then that somebody, maybe somebody in Colorado or some, somebody appealed this um, ruling then for it to get all the way up to, to the Supreme
4: Court. Right. Trump appealed it to all the way to the Colorado Supreme Court. The Colorado Supreme Court, a, a small majority, a split decision uh, ruled against him, and then they asked for an appeal directly to the Supreme Court. Wait, 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 wait. This wait. is
3: nuts. Wait, 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 wait. This, wait. Is, this kangaroo oh, court yeah. <laughs> gets appealed to the Colorado Supreme Court
1: and a... The majority of the Colorado Supreme Court well, remember this is where Jack the, the cake baker is having all the problems. I know. So same this is the same Supreme Court. Yeah. All the Christians that are
2: still in Colorado, Colorado need to send their kids to learn law yeah. from a Christian
3: and we need to replace the whole that that's yeah. really bad. You know, you said you said this is clown world. Um I think you said this is a little bit clown world. I, I wanna I want I think do you wanna reconsider <laughs> what you said? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like a lot clown world. Um I, I you know, I just I'm just gonna answer no, this no, go ahead. right now. Uh Everybody needs to go back and reread um, the the section of Pilgrim's Progress in Vanity Fair. If you haven't read that recently, I just want I just went back and reread it because you know Vanity Fair is where they come into the city uh, where where Christian and faith will come and right. and there is this there they are arrested. Um, because while they're being pestered by the, the worldly people there, uh, they, they have the audacity to, to say, we're not interested, we don't believe in this, we serve the king, we're Christians. And because they say that, it is very harmful, it's very hurtful, it's mm. stirring up insurrection wow. in Vanity Fair, yeah. and they are arrested, they are beaten, and then there's this like trumped up trial and I mean, and pun intended, John, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Bunyan is brilliant on so many levels, yes. but it captures. It I mean, so. t- talk about clown world and, and clown uh, courts, yep. Um, he, he gets it to a T, and and uh, it's, it's well worth your
1: time. So, uh, Davis, what was it? So, the Supreme Court. Heard this now. Yeah. So the Supreme Court had a hearing on um, Thursday. Thursday. I heard the Colorado thing. So what was some of the... First of all, why don't they allow camera access into the SCOTUS <laughs> rooms anyways? Um, but... Uh, really? But secondly, yeah, seriously. Mm-mm. I think they... I they know should. why. It's public. <laughs> yeah. It's a public hearing. Okay. We get audio. A, no. I think they should, yeah. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, so what was... there? I, I, I didn't follow everything, but there was... Seems to me that there was some odd questions and things going on in that Supreme court hearing.
4: Yeah. I mean, it was, it's like two and a half hours. And if you listen to it, like I did, some of it is just funny, even for a non-attorney just because of the odd things that were being said. and, And that happened. So Trump's attorneys are there arguing, listen, um, this, this was never meant to apply to the president of the United States. And even if it was intended to do that, that, Congress has the authority to decide whether or not there was an insurrection or otherwise. Um, Colorado was arguing, fascinating, that progressives were arguing states have plenary authority under Article Two of the Constitution <laughs> to do anything they want with elections, <laughs> essentially, which was wild to hear, um, just to, to, to think that they would be the ones arguing that. But there were some really interesting moments um, in it, and I want to be somewhat careful how I say this. But for example, Justice Sotomayor, was the only person in the room, and I think probably the only person listening, that did not understand that Trump's attorney was talking about a case called Term Limits v. Thornton rather than just Term Limits in general. So she begins asking questions awkwardly as if the attorney was referring just to the idea of term limits as opposed to a specific Supreme Court case that had been briefed, that had already been talked about. Mm. Everyone knew it except Justice Sotomayor. Mm. So that was just very confusing and concerning to think that Everybody's following this except for a Supreme Court justice that's going to have to rule on it. Um, The other fascinating point, I think one of the most interesting points is Justice Alito, um, he sort of alluded to it in an earlier question. And then towards the end of oral argument, he goes, okay, this clause in the 14th Amendment talks about insurrection. And it also talks about someone who has provided aid and comfort to an enemy. So he's like, okay, hypothetically speaking, let's say President of the United States um, was, ha, there was an enemy country and another nation repeatedly threatened the United States, repeatedly called the United States an, an enemy and said they would do everything in their power to destroy the United States. He didn't say Iran in in the hearing, but that's what he was talking about, right? Everybody understands that's specifically what he's talking about if you watch what Iran is saying. And then he said, let's take the hypothetical a little further. Let's say a president or someone holding an office gives money to that enemy or allows funds to be released for that enemy, couldn't they, couldn't a state then find that they have provided aid and comfort to an enemy and therefore couldn't they be disqualified? And read that to say President Obama and President Biden. Right. Um, have done that so that was i think one of the most interesting parts about this wow. because alito was getting into some of the practical implications but that was a very interesting point that he made is if you're if you're going to play this game uh we have to read all of it and we have to take it to its logical conclusion so that was what was the
1: response what was the response from the lawyers
4: oh they didn't have one they they wanted to dodge it and i don't i don't know that alito expected a response sometimes justices do things like that by saying um well it it, it I'm sending a message that there are practical implications about this that you're not thinking about. But I I think the other, the other interesting was that was almost funny is there was this discussion Colorado kept arguing, you know, don't worry about the, What might, what other states might do, and whether or not other states might try to remove a Democrat from the ballot or otherwise under this same sort of authority they're talking about. That's just unlikely to happen. It's never happened before. This is the first time in our history where something like this has happened. And the justice's response was okay, but impeachment used to be rare. And now we have impeachment proceedings all the time in the last few years. So and I'm not president. convinced. <laughs> right, I'm not convinced that your idea that this won't happen is uh, is a reasonable assumption. So I think that was pretty interesting as well.
2: Colorado really is the place where it's the test bait. It's a test place for all the liberal ideas and concepts. I was thinking, is there a conservative version like that around? I'm thinking maybe Florida.
1: Florida. Florida's yeah, kind of like it. our our yeah. version. But of- but it's I mean even then a lot of those things that. That, right, uh, Desantis was run. I disagree with.
2: Yeah, but some of those still I think are within the constitutional bounds. This is out, way yeah. out of line.
3: Davis, uh, based on um, on the arguments, I, I, this I assume the actual ruling comes out like in the summer, in the summertime. Something. Yeah, I was, one, yeah.
4: I think they'll rush it, so I think it will be out this spring. Okay. I mean, they took this on an expedited nature. They do everything slow, but I think they'll move pretty quickly on this. So,
3: and and are you are you making any predictions on on what you think um, uh, is, is going to what the outcome is going to be based on the oral arguments?
4: Yeah, I, I think they're going to rule against Colorado, um, and I but I think they're going to do it as narrowly as possible. So look for them to come up with some sort of uh, very very benign compromise like you know well we're we're not convinced that the language office under the united states or officer is intended to apply to someone running for president or they might say colorado acted too quickly colorado doesn't have the authority to keep someone off the ballot congress could address whether or not someone's been you know, is engaged in an insurrection and then Congress could act. So I think they will rule in Trump's favor. I think they'll rule in Trump's favor, probably eight to one, uh, maybe nine to nothing, but it will be very, very narrow. I would expect um, Alito or Thomas or Gorsuch might write their own um opinions, even concurring in the result, but addressing certain issues. So those will be those will be pretty interesting.
2: Well, how did I'm still stuck back? How did you get two hours to listen to all of this? <laughs> I mean Gabe, Gabe asked me
4: to and I'll send him an invoice so that's fine. <laughs> oh, I that hey, That's $3,000 <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hey, I, I, he'll, David, do,
3: he'll do anything for that
2: Real quickly what is it that you're really paying attention to or focusing on or you know that has your attention that maybe the, we all need to be paying attention to yeah, and we're not
4: in, in this issue I, I think what is most telling to me and it goes to the 25th amendment it goes to these other issues and and I think your Vanity Fair example is so perfect. We We are living in a world, we are residing in a country where there is a disconnect between those who believe in truth and reality and just like the fundamental definitions of words and those that don't. Right, so mm. you know, as as Christian conservatives who believe in in God's law and ultimate standards, who believe God is the ultimate standard, God's word is the ultimate standard for everything, there are certain things we just won't do. There are certain games we won't play. We won't try to redefine words like insurrection. We won't try to twist mm. a Civil War era provision that was specifically designed for that into something. It's not just for political gain. We don't typically do that, nor should we, morally or ethically. But we live in a world where the other side it's all about the ends right it's all about the ends they don't care how they get there colorado doesn't care that this is absurd they don't care that the whole trial was a joke They don't care about any of that as long as it gets the outcome they desire Mm. which is preventing trump from being on the ballot and winning so we have to recognize that particularly as christians in our society the society is being pulled apart at the seams because we're not even Mm. using the same language anymore right we're not even in the same plane in that regard yeah
3: I wanna I, I got a question for him, but let's go backstage. Yeah. Um I, I this I think this actually plays into kind of the whole like don't punch right. Yeah, no. Right, yeah. And and and, and like how, how do you how do you play this game politically? When the other side is committed to breaking the rules. All the rules. All the rules. So um, so hold on, Davis. If you got a quick, go, another minute uh, with us, uh, we're going we'll, to go backstage. Yeah. And I want, I, want, I want to get an, uh, the uh, unofficial Please. Fight Life Feast attorney's <laughs> opinion on this. Mm. All right. Davis, thank
2: you for joining us, brother. Appreciate you. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids? If you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross politics See you guys in the backstage.
5: You sit in church week after week embracing the truth of God's word. You believe the gospel and claim Jesus Christ as your Lord. Yet you continue to struggle with pornography. You feel like a hypocrite returning to the sin you hate that mocks the God you love. You desperately wonder, is lasting freedom even possible? Yes, you can overcome pornography, but not alone. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Now flee from youthful lusts, and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Only by repeatedly running from sin To Christ with other believers, can you hope to enjoy lasting freedom? You can live with purity and integrity. Take courage, seek accountability, and do whatever is necessary. Get equipped at AccountableToYou.com.